listen to it again because there are times that when in the course of the service, when we are going on, uh, some of the truths may not register properly or some of them may require further investigation so that the Spirit of God can elaborate His goodness on your heart and establish you in the truth because it is the truth you know that will set you free. And this is not just, as I always say, we don't come together for fanfare. We are here on an agenda and a mission to accomplish for Christ. Thank God, I mean, for any other thing that can come out as a social entity. But the primary reason of coming together is that we will grow in Christ. Is that we become tools in the hands of God. That Christ can use us to affect lives and to bring many into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is the purpose why God is calling us and bringing us together. Today, I'm going to uh, elaborate and, 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 and bring to your attention the evidence of faith. I started it, I mean, the other time. Uh, it was recorded, so you can go back to our, I mean, our, our, our I mean, uh, recording, I mean, and uh, recordings, previous ones, and you can get, I mean, uh, what I, I, I did put it on the various platforms, so you can listen to them all over again. Don't say that I was in the service, because, I mean, truth is such that you need to hear and hear and hear, so that it will anchor in your spirit. When it percolates down from your mind to your heart, that is when it becomes revealed knowledge. And when it becomes revealed knowledge, it brings growth into your spiritual muscles. And then you begin to grow physically in the Lord. So that when you face challenges, situations, demons, principalities, and powers, you are able to draw forth from the strength which you have mastered in you to prevail and to progress. Because this is why he has called us that you and I will trample upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Note it. The Bible says all the power, not some. You are a winner. You are a possibility. You are proclaimed victorious even right from the get-go. So I want you, as we started and Pastor Vince was trying to reiterate that we are winners. You are indeed. You are a possibility without doubt. It doesn't matter what you hear, what you feel, what attacks come to you. You are a winner. Because that is the truth of God's word. So today we're going to go on elaborating on the things that we are supposed to do that to authenticate our faith. The Bible says that James chapter 2 verse 14 to 17, I'm just summarizing the two, I mean together uh, these I mean, scriptures. He says that if you say you have faith and there is no action in your faith, your faith is dead. That means faith can exist in a dead form. Faith can exist in a dead form. Why? Because it is without action. So we don't want to be just exuberant or just, I mean, just happy, happy, clappy, chappy people and then there is no action. There is no action in our faith. If there is no action, if you don't act, on what God is expecting from you, he says, your faith is dead. So your faith can be dead. Your faith can be little. Your faith can be small. Your faith can be strong. Your faith can be great. Depending on what you do when you hear the word of God. 
Faith is linked to the word of God you hear. Anytime we talk about faith, it is talking about what you do with the word of God that you have heard. I don't want it to be complicated to you, so it's simple. When I hear, I must do something about it. If I don't do something about what I hear, my faith is dead. There is no other way. Some of us want to cut corners. We want to change the word of God. We want God to be like a Santa Claus who has no principles and rules. And then you do anything. No, it doesn't work like that. In covenant, there are activities to be done. That is why Jesus says that, take upon you my yoke. He's taking your burden, but he's giving you his yoke. But then he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. The yoke of Jesus and the burden that is light is the discipleship and the activities that we have to do in responding to the word of God. Amen. In the covenant family, there is expectation. Every good family have expectations. The father does something. The mother does something. The children does something. If we all sit down and we all don't do anything, our home will be full of rubbish. And it will undermine every good thing that we want to do within our family setting. The same thing, we are God's children. And in the family of God, we have to do some things. And we don't have to do some things. So you can't just go about and say God is good and you are just living anyhow and you want to hide under God is good. Yes, God is good, but in his goodness, he wants you to do and not to do some things. As a family member, if you want to live like a demon, you are a demon. If you want to go about doing things that Christians are not supposed to do, I'm not going to mince words today. That Christians are not supposed to do. You are not a Christian. You need to get born again, new, and get the spirit of God. If we don't speak the truth as it is, there are so many camouflage people who will come in and just cover themselves and just do strange things and still profess to be Christians. It doesn't work like that. You go to some places, we all travel, we go to places, nobody's watching you, but you know you are a family member of a holy, a holy family. So you don't do some stupid things. Say hello. Church, if we don't do that, the devil will be laughing at us. Yes, we'll be made a mockery. Like at a point, a man that was anointed called Samson became a figure of mockery in the house of the Philistines that he was supposed to conquer. A covenant person, given anointing to liberate God's people, became a scarecrow in the camp of the enemies. May you never become a scarecrow. May you be a living, vibrant fireball in the hands of God. And may God use you to overcome, uproot things, to build things for kingdom advancement. This is what we are called for. And the truth 
is the only thing that can set you and I free. So we can't go about and say we have faith, we have faith, and we don't do anything. Your faith is dead. So what are the things that we do that, what are the actions that we need to take? Or what are some of the things that when we do, it will indicate that our faith is alive? The first thing that you and I are supposed to do to show that your faith is active or to give evidence to your faith is demonstrating the fruit of the spirit. One, demonstrating the fruit of the spirit. You must bear fruit. Jesus said, any tree which does not bear fruit must be what? Cut down. If the tree does not bear fruit, it means it is only occupying space. So you can't say, I'm a Christian and you are not showing the signs of Christianity. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit. We all know it's found in Galatians 5. Verse 22 to 25. Note it carefully. Today I'll be giving you a lot of scriptures and I'll be reading them for you, some of them. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25. Note it. When you demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit, you are giving evidence to your faith. Number one. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The word love here is agape love. Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Note it. When he's finishing, he says, Against such there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desire. Notice, those who belong to Christ have crucified. Notice, they have done what? Crucified. They have put the flesh to the cross. They have nailed the deeds of the flesh to the cross. Crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Note it. Since we live in the spirit, let us keep step with the spirit. He says to such there is no law. So he enumerates things that when we allow them to show in us, if you are not patient, if you are not kind, if you are not loving, if you are easily angry and you are vindictive, you are always looking for to pay somebody back in their own coin because they hurt you or because they did something bad to you. He says you are living in the flesh. And if you live in the flesh, you are not bearing the fruit of the spirit. He says those who are in Christ have crucified the deeds of the flesh. So this is evidence number one to your faith. You need to give evidence to your faith. So we cannot just go about and say, I'm Christian, I'm Christian. I was born again here. I've seen this person. I speak in tongues and that's it. What fruit are you bearing? It is the fruit that comes out from you that will show. 
Somebody shout and say hallelujah. The next fruit that God expects us to give as evidence, apart from the fruit of the Spirit, is growing spiritually. Let's all say it together. Say growing. Growing. Spiritually. Spiritually. So, you see, some claim I've been born again for a long time. If you are not growing, some are still babies. They are near Christians. If you continue to be a pampas wearing believer, it doesn't matter how many years you've been in the Lord. You are a baby. You are not growing and you are not giving evidence to your faith. Yes, we all start as, as babies. We all start as babies. As you know, in life, naturally, we are all giving birth to. But we started crawling, walking, running, and now we are lifting heavy things, and now we are doing things, and now we are giving birth to children. Why? Because we are growing. Amen. God wants us to grow spiritually. And I'm talking of spiritual growth. What things you used to excuse me, struggle with, you are no more struggling with them. Because why? You are growing. Hello? Uh, if it's too difficult for you to hold your heart, not to be angry quickly, if you start as a baby and you get angry quickly and you throw tantrums and you cry for things and then even in your prayer you are crying, God, do it for me. God, oh, why have you forgotten me? When you're a baby, it's okay. But you must grow out of it and come to a point to know that God cares for me. God has given me all things, even before I ask him. The, the fact that you don't have it now does not mean that God has not given it to you. He has given it to you already. So this, as you grow, you see that you are patient, you trust God more, you love God more. Again, 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 as you are growing, when we say today, hey, today we are going to do fundraising, you don't run away from church. Yeah, you don't run away from church. Hey, hey, hey. Bishop is saying, hey, we just gave money. Bishop is saying he's going to get, let us pay money again. Hey, in this church, hey, money, money. You're a baby, you're a baby, you're a baby. Because our family, we need money to do things. And God wants to bless us. So he wants us to give the money ourselves. So that he can also surprise us in a big way. Do you know, I'm, I'm going to a program. Let me tell you. I'm going to a program. I've put it on the doors in London. Even if you are Northampton and you can drive and come for one day, just come. Those, those, because it's going to be powerful. I sense it already. You see, do you know what? Every time when they invite me, they put me in a hotel. And this day, they've given me a chauffeur. The chauffeur is coming to drive me from here. Listen, I didn't ask for it to... I didn't ask for it. I'm the type that I don't ask for things. I pray for things. I thank God for things. They they have they have they have chartered a car with a driver coming to take me, take me to my hotel, make sure I'm always there, and then when I finish, it brings me back. Why? They have seen that the man of God should have comfort to focus and to meditate so that when he comes to stand there, he's not dried out, he's not tired, he's not bombarded with too much, I mean, earthly things thinking about so that I can focus spiritually. But listen to me, I didn't ask. 
Anytime people invite me, I don't charge. But as time is going on, I am blessed according to the level that God is lifting me to. Somebody say amen. Amen. If your amen goes down and I don't hear your voice, it means you are envious. Say amen. Amen. Hey. Because you can't stop it. If God tells somebody to get me a private jet, it will come. I don't do God's work for, for material things. I'm above that. I've gone beyond that for years. They chase me and they overtake me. Why? Because God knows my son needs this for, and then God brings it. I don't worry myself about what I will eat, what I will wear, where I will sleep. No, 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 no. It's, 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 below, it's below my spiritual growth. And God does it. And he, he does it and even does it even more. And this is why you have to grow spiritually. First, if your prayer time is almost like God, hey, why have you forsaken me? Now you should get to a place where you are binding demons and you are confident that God has done it already for you and you are thanking God for things that you know that God has already done. Why? Because you are growing spiritually. If you don't grow spiritually, it means you are not giving evidence. You are not giving evidence to your faith. So, so some people, they are always falling, backsliding. Always living like unbelievers. As soon as they move out of the sight of Christians, they are not Christians. Now, if the light of God is new, let the light shine wherever you go. Amen. Wherever you find yourself. If you are the only person there, let them see your light. Dispelling the darkness in that place. I'm not saying be, I mean, super spiritual and go about saying hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. That is not what will make you. <laughs> let your lifestyle show. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we must grow spiritually. Let me give you a scripture for that. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. And if you are writing, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. And then 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. Let me read the first one. Second <coughs> Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. It reads, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters. This is you, brothers and sisters. And rightly so, because your faith is what? Growing more and more. Because your faith is doing what? Growing more and more. Somebody say amen. amen. And the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Not it, and the love you have for one another is increasing. Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Let's come to a place where we can sacrifice for ourselves. Where we can always be there for one another. Why? Because we want to give evidence to our faith. Not that you do and then you go and publicize it. You want everybody to know. The, the Bible says that if you do good to somebody and you tell everybody, your reward has already been received. Amen. But what your right hand does, your left hand should not see. Amen. Amen. 
This is growth. It shows you are growing. Amen. It shows you are growing. Since your faith is growing more and more, may your faith grow more and more. Because that is when we give evidence to our faith. So that our faith will not be dead. If not, our faith will be seen as dead. The next thing that you and I are supposed to do to give evidence to our faith is humbling ourselves before God. Humbling ourselves before God. This is a very strong one and it's very important. These days we live in, in a generation where people are too arrogant. Where people are too rude. Where people speak big things. Arrogant words. Rude words. Where people speak bad about things they don't understand because they are arrogant. But if we are giving evidence to our faith, we need to learn to humble ourselves before God. Why? Because God lifts the humble person up. And the proud person, God says, I will resist. He didn't say the devil will resist you. He says he himself will resist you. Amen. Let's study the Bible properly, please. Let's not pick and choose. It's very easy to pick the ones that are sweet, 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 sweet. And leave the ones that challenges us. That demands correction in our lives. That demands discipline in our lives. Nobody has, has excelled in the things they do without discipline. Even simple athletes, they have to be disciplined. They have to get up. Train continuously, hours non-stop, lift weights. Why? Because they are preparing for the Olympics. But if you don't get discipline and learn to humble yourself, at times your mouth will want to speak, 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 speak. To to be mano, to to be mano, to be mano, to be mano. Baby and fatal. You are God's child. You are not supposed to talk like that. It's up to you to choose. That is discipline and humbling of yourself. That you say, no, 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 no. I'm a child of God. I don't need to speak this way. I want. Though it's painful. Though what the person said is hateful. What the person did is very demeaning. But I refuse. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Why? You are learning to humble yourself before God. James chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. These things will not happen by chance. You got to discipline yourself to do them. That is why I'm teaching them slowly. This is what we call doctrines. When we talk of doctrines, doctrines are the way of life that the covenant children should behave. As a covenant child, you cannot behave anyhow and say, I'm a child of God. Oh, God will do it. God doesn't care. Who told you? God cares. God doesn't want his family to be disgraced. Yes. Just as we, in the physical, we don't want our families to be disgraced. None of us will want our families to be disgraced. No. 
Somebody say amen. amen. So James 4, verse 6 and 7, he says, but he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Notice, he shows what? Favor. favor. Say favor. Favor. You know, favor is God coming your way to cause you to receive something that your human strength can never give to you. That is favor. Amen. amen. Somebody say amen. Your human connections, your human strength, your human ability can never give to you. But God gives it to you. Why? Because he has, he has favored you. And he says that which connects people to favor is humility or humbling ourselves before him. You see, God, what, what, what we see, God, God, God is amazing. Whatever, every good thing he wants us to do, he gives us keys. Keys to open them. Yeah. But then if you don't want to use the key, then in the prerogative, it's you. It's not God. God has made it all available. And then he gives you the keys. And then you have to use the keys to unlock them and enjoy them. So the key here to give evidence to your faith is humbling yourself before God. Please, 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 please. let us be careful. Let's be very careful. Do you know the family I belong? Do you know what I have? Do you know? Forget about all that. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. At all. When you are in Christ, it's nothing. It's Christ that matters. That is why the Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is Christ who dwells in us. It doesn't matter. Human connections, human friends, human whatever you have, or attainments you have acquired, or degrees. I was just talking to my neighbor here, and my neighbor was, oh, uh, was talking about something. I said, oh, I saw this person, blah, 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 blah. And then I said, yes, this person is very, very endowed. And I strongly believe that this person can, I mean, focus and do this and become. And then the, the person said, but asking me, but you, you, you're a minister, what have you attained? I said, I'm not somebody who talks about physical things, but I have a doctorate degree. But it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean anything. It's Christ in me that matters. And I silenced this person and I pointed the person to Christ. It's not a car I drive. It's not the house I live in. It's not. I remember one time I, I, I changed my car. Now I've, I, I don't have cars that I use. I don't pay anything on it. I don't pay anything on any car I use. It's, it's, it's paid for. So I've made up my mind. I don't care about cars anymore because I have been there, done that, and I've gone beyond it. So <laughs> I, 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 I changed my car. And one of my neighbors, I'm talking of a very old man, English man came to me and he said hey is it the church that has bought this car for you and and then i told him that i deserve even better than this but because i'm humble i don't yeah yes. amen. let's focus let's focus on christ Christ in us, the hope of glory. If we boast, let us boast about Christ. Amen. 
Amen. There is a lot of work to do. I, I, I've been telling I mean, some of our people, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. Personally, I don't have time to waste. At all. Those who are serious, we are pressing on. And we want to do, and look at the things we have done here, if I sit down and cross my leg, and always go to, uh, let's say, Barbados and that kind of thing, I even deserve it. Because I, even I have raised women who have become ministers and they are planting churches. Hey! Here in London, people who got born again, and I pray for them to be filled with the Spirit, some of them are pastoring churches now. I can retire. But there is no retirement in Christ. It is rather refinement. Somebody say refinement. Yes. Instead of retiring, we'll get refired and do more for Christ. Because there is more ahead of us. People are dying. People are in pain. People are in anguish. People are confused. And it will take only the light of the gospel of Jesus to bring them to liberation. And we have this chance. We have this opportunity. Because the light of Christ is shining in you. Oh, yes. And God wants to use you. You make yourself available and see what God will use you to do. Amen. You'll be surprised. Because God, as I always say, is no respecter of persons. Oh, glory to God. Somebody shout hallelujah. And then verse 7, he says, Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. You see, so many people are always talking about the devil. And God has given the key here. He says, humble yourself. Favor will come upon you. Resist the devil and the devil will flee from you. But then first, submit yourself to God. Amen. Amen. Submit yourself to God 